Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. I'm Mike Freeman, pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship, and today we dive into 1 Timothy chapter 2. Now, let's remember, 1 Timothy, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he's he's urging Timothy not to charge certain persons to teach things that are not in line with sound doctrine. Yeah, Paul here, he's, he's calling Timothy to go to battle and to be willing to stick his neck out and say, listen, there is truth and there is that which is not true. And, and around here, we're, we're only going to hold to what's true. And, and so what we find is at the end of chapter 1, Paul actually mentions a couple of men, Hymenaeus and Alexander, who have been handed over to Satan that they would learn not to blaspheme. Now, that leads us to chapter 2. In chapter 2, verse 1 picks up, and, and let's just uh, read the text. We're going to go through verse 4, understanding this is in the context of Paul's concern with false teachers. And let's, uh, let's understand what this is talking about. So it begins, it says, First of all, then, because of Timothy's charge, because of these who have been handed out over to Satan, it says, First of all, then, I urge that supplications... Prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that they may lead a peace, excuse me, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Paul says, first of all, then, uh, then I, I urge that, that these kind of prayers be made. He says, because of the false teaching, because of your charge, first thing in order is that that you guys all go to prayer. You begin to pray and you pray with all sorts of prayers, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings. You pray with a variety of prayer and you pray for a variety of people. You pray for all people. And then he, he indicates for kings and those who are in high positions in particular. Pray for all people that they'd be converted, that they would turn away from false teaching. Pray for the those in high positions especially. Pray that they would govern in such a way that believers would be able to live a certain kind of life. What kind of life? A peaceful and quiet life. He's praying that the government would be uh, unintrusive into the life of a believer so they can live their life sharing the gospel, serving well, bringing glory to God, gathering with the church. The government would not interfere with that because then Christians can live a peaceful and quiet life. It can be godly and dignified in every way. Now, this becomes more difficult when the government does not allow for that. It becomes harder for a Christian to live a peaceful and quiet life. A Christian will continue to live a godly and dignified life, but it's a godly and dignified life as they stand in opposition to, to those who would be tyrannical, to those who would, who would push against the, the peaceful and quiet life that a Christian is called to live. Let's keep going, though. Next verse. It says, this is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of our God, of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Now, this is a quite a debated text right here. God desires all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. But what exactly is it that God desires here? There are different takes here. There, there's some say God wants it, everyone to be saved, and it's kind of up to each individual person whether or not they believe. And, and this would be a traditionalist kind of perspective on things. There, the other perspective is to understand that God and his sovereign election or a sovereign choice, he, he leads people to salvation, that our hearts are rebellious and dead. And unless God works in our life, first and foremost, we can't be saved. There's lots of debate over this in, in how salvation works. 
And this is one of those texts that is used to say, well, God must allow this kind of like unlimited free will that people would be saved. And there's argument and counter argument back and forth. Now, ultimately, this is a text that is talking about God's desire. And so what is God's desire here? What is his desire for all people to be saved? Well, Potentially, it's talking about God desiring all kinds of people to be saved. He just said that we should pray for all people. And this is God's desire that all kinds of people should be saved. Those who are the lowest and even those who are the highest. Maybe this is a, a, uh, a text about that. Contextually, though, this is a text that's talking about false teachers. Timothy has been charged to keep people from teaching that which is wrong. Paul has just handed over Hymenaeus and Alexander over to Satan that they would learn not to blaspheme, that they would come to a knowledge of the truth. I think what's going on here is Paul is reminding Timothy that God is wanting those false teachers to repent. He is wanting them to stop being in opposition to the true gospel. He is wanting them to turn toward Christ and away from their blasphemous teaching that they would trust in Jesus as Savior, that they would be saved, that they would come to a knowledge of the truth. See, where this text ultimately leads us to to land and how we should understand what's happening here is we are being reminded that even those who are enemies of the gospel, we should be praying for their salvation. Whether it's a false teacher like Hymenaeus and Alexander, whether it's a a poor leader, we think about uh, our government and whether it's the president or senators or representatives or those in the the Supreme Court, whether it's local like state government, maybe it's a, a governor or state representatives. Listen, we might look at people in those positions and we might say they're godless. They are anti-God. They are doing things that is contrary to the scripture. This reminds us though that we are to pray for all people, even those who disagree with us, even those who we might not even like. We were to pray for them. We were to pray that they would learn not to blaspheme, that they would come to a knowledge of the truth. We can go deep into the theological weeds here, but let's not miss the point that's being made. We are to pray for those who we disagree with and who are antagonistic toward Christ. Are you doing that? It's actually safer to get lost in the theological debates instead of stopping and saying, am I praying consistently for those who are in government positions that are high and who have power to make decisions? Am I praying that they would allow Christians to live a peaceful, quiet life, godly and dignified in every way? Am I praying that they would come to a knowledge of the truth and be saved? Am I praying for those who are heretical? We can find all sorts on YouTube and and all over the place. People who stand and they say, thus saith the Lord, and they teach the opposite of what the scripture says. Are you praying for them? Are you just hating on them? Are you praying for them? I want to challenge you as this video comes to a conclusion. Take this time. Pray for those who are antagonistic toward the gospel. Pray for those in government positions that they would be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. This is our ancient way for our modern day.